In this weekly Parshashir, we're going to be discussing the nature of miracles. Imagine you meet someone and immediately notice something peculiar. He's incessantly clapping his hands. And the next day you realize that once again, he's constantly clapping his hands. And as this pattern continues for several weeks, you realize that he must have some kind of biological disorder, forcing him to act this way. You begin to get used to this strange behavior, except the boy's nature. Except one day, as per usual, you see him clapping his hands, when suddenly the unexplainable happens. The boy stops clapping his hands, looks right, then looks left, smiles to himself, he waves at you, and then he goes back to clapping his hands again. Your first response is absolute shock, but a moment later you begin to realize the fascinating truth that this boy doesn't have a disorder. He isn't being forced to clap his hands. Rather, every moment he chooses to clap his hands. And you just witnessed a brief moment where he chose not to clap his hands. The clapping has always been fully in his control. And this connects to a very profound idea developed in this week's Parsha. You see, we are complicated beings living in an even more complex world. And many people become overwhelmed by the intricacies of life. And they'd rather live within the confines of simplicity than attempt to navigate the weaving path towards the truth. Yet, those driven by imagination, curiosity, and higher will, they venture to embrace the complexities of this world, seeing the truth behind the nuance, sophistication, and beauty of the Torah in our universe. You see, those striving for the truth constantly question the nature of the world we live in. In Parshas Ve'era, Hashem reveals Himself to the world through miracles and makos. The laws of nature are broken, the impossible becomes possible, the unfathomable fathomable. Yet, to fully appreciate and understand the meaning of a miracle, we need to first attempt to understand nature itself. The concept of nature is a wondrous and enigmatic idea. After all, what do we mean when we refer to the natural? Naturally, what goes up tends to come back down. Nature also causes rainstorms, hurricanes, tornadoes, and appears to be responsible for disease and illness. We tend to give nature credit for most of what happens in this world. Yet, any thoughtful Jew should be troubled by the concept of nature. If Hashem created this world, then how are we supposed to approach nature? Is nature something independent from Hashem? To answer these questions, let's take a few steps back and begin with the fundamental starting point. At the end of Parsha's bow, the Ramban famously mentions three basic categories of people who don't believe in Hashem. The first is one who doesn't believe in Hashem at all. He believes that the world has always existed without any creator whatsoever. Like the Aristotelian perspective. After all, when you look around, do you see Hashem? You can't see, hear, touch, smell, or taste Him. So how are you supposed to know that He exists? 
Furthermore, how can something come from nothing? So these are just some of the questions that have caused many people to reject the existence of Hashem altogether. However, many others are willing to accept Hashem's existence. After all, the world is so sophisticated and beautiful, there must have been a creator. Just spend a few days studying human biology, and you'll marvel in the wonder and brilliance of a single human being. The second category of people, they might agree that Hashem created the world, but they think that after he did so, he left. So as a result, Hashem is completely unaware of anything happening in this world. He's not involved at all. This is usually referred to as the watchmaker theory. Because once a watchmaker creates a watch, it runs completely on its own. So once Hashem created this world, it runs on its own and He doesn't need to be here anymore. So there are a few reasons why people might feel abandoned, feel like Hashem has left this world. First of all, like the previous group, we, we don't see Hashem in a revealed manner anymore. Hashem isn't doing miracles in the world we live in. There, are, there isn't nevuah and prophecy. We don't really see Hashem. So it's only logical that if Hashem is an all-powerful being and a perfect being, beyond the fact that he's not, we don't see him anymore, we might say that if you're so perfect, then you're too important to deal with the finite and limited world we live in. So that might be the reason why we don't see him anymore. He's too transcendent for this world. Furthermore, when you look around the world, you see so much pain, suffering, bloodshed, sickness. Even worse, these terrible things are often happening to tzaddikim. While so many rishayim, evil people, seem to live such pleasant and peaceful lives. So if Hashem was really involved in this world, why would he allow this to happen? But others mistakenly think that Hashem is like you or me, is like a human being. And when a human being starts a project, you get really excited, but then eventually you get tired of it. And when you get tired of it, you move on to something else. So they claim that Hashem must have created this world and got tired of it and just moved on to some other project. So that's why the world's falling apart. So these are a few of the reasons that the second group feel that Hashem has just left this world to the random and coincidental occurrences of nature. The third group, they claim that not only did Hashem create the world, not only is he involved in this world, but they have a different claim against him. They say that Hashem is unable to intervene with nature. That he knows what's happening, but he remains passive because he's not all-powerful. So they question Hashem as an all-powerful being. The Ramban continues to explain that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim negated all three of these groups. By performing the ten makos, the ten plagues, and Kriyas Yamsuf, splitting the sea, and redeeming Klai Yisrael, Hashem shattered each mistaken paradigm all at once. First of all, Hashem revealed that He exists. He revealed that He knows what's going on in this world. And that He's capable of intervening, but He also revealed that He's all-powerful. He uprooted the laws of nature. Through the miraculous events of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Hashem showed His control over and ability to uproot the laws of nature. But this leaves us with the question, what is nature? Because if you take a moment to introspect, you'll find that almost everything in this world involves a cause and effect relationship. The world seems to abide by certain rules. 
with very few exceptions. But why does the sun rise every morning? Why do seeds grow when you plant them, give them water, and provide sunshine? Why does time always move forward? How does a complex human body maintain homeostasis? How does such an intricate planet maintain homeostasis? When you take a moment to ponder these questions, you can't help but wonder what is causing all of this order. Of course, the answer must be nature. So this brings us back to our original question, what is nature? Velio Dessler explains in Mirta Velio that even those who believe in Hashem have different ways of understanding nature. And these differences in understanding correlate to three distinct levels of belief. The first level pertains to those who completely believe in Hashem's existence, but also believe in a concept called nature. So Hashem may have created nature, but it's a self-governing, independent entity that maintains our world. Hashem is transcendent. He's beyond this world. And nature is imminent. It's a mechanism that governs our world. So typically, such a person believes that if he abides by the rules of cause and effect and works hard, he will be successful in life. Of course, he still realizes that Hashem is the ultimate power and can intervene with nature at any point in time. But nature is really running the show and Hashem sometimes intervenes. So he'll basically dive into Hashem with tremendous kavana, please don't interfere and mess up my plans. Let things run their natural course. Rav Dessel places this person as the lowest of the three levels. The second level includes the person who thinks that Hashem actually causes everything in this world to occur. Kind of like a person writing with a pen. Hashem has complete control over nature and uses it like a tool. This results in a much greater appreciation of Hashem's presence in the world, as everything that happens in your life is now coming from Hashem. Accordingly, the, the experiences in your life will now be filled with spiritual relevance, and Hashkacha will take a forefront position in your vernacular. Yet, this person still views nature as something separate from Hashem, merely used as a tool. So you have to ask, why does Hashem need a tool? You only need tools when you can't accomplish the task yourself. You only need a pen because your finger itself can't write. So is Hashem limited and that He needed to create a tool called nature? But the third level, the highest level, is one that requires a developed understanding of Hashem and His relationship with this world. One who attains this level understands that nature is simply an illusion, a mask for Hashem's will. In fact, nature does not exist as an independent entity at all. What we call nature is actually the actualization of Hashem's will. Hashem is complete oneness, and therefore nature isn't separate from Hashem at all. Rather, nature is just a term we use to identify the events of, ca the events of cause and effect which we witness every day. Just like thoughts originate in your mind and come into fruition through action, Hashem constantly wills everything into existence. 
and everything in this world manifests as a result. When you think to raise your arm, you want it, and your arm gets raised, when Hashem wills something into existence, that's what manifests in the physical world. So this world is really a reflection of a much higher reality. And this third level is the one presented by the Ramban in the same passage we mentioned earlier. He explains that the open miracles which occurred during Yitzhiya Mitzrayim revealed to the world that nature itself is really a hidden miracle. In other words, there is no fundamental difference between the amazing miracles and wonders Hashem performed then, whereby He uprooted all the laws of nature, and the extraordinary wonders Hashem performs every single day. There's no template or natural system called nature. Rather, Hashem wills the same wonders into existence every second and makes it appear as if there's an independent system in place. We call these constant miracles nature. But in essence, the only difference between open miracles and nature is the frequency. The miracles of Yetzirah Mitzrayim only occurred once in history, while the miracles of nature occur every second. So just like the boy from our opening story, whose momentary transition revealed that what appeared to be his nature was actually his constant will, the same is true about nature itself. There is nothing natural about your life or your existence. The very fact that you exist is a miracle. Everything that happens in your life is a miracle. The breath you take is a miracle. The fact that you can think that you can live, that you can grow, that you can learn, is a miracle. So let's be inspired to see past the mask of nature, to find Hashem in every aspect of our lives and to recognize the miraculous within the natural.